0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host you're listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
1: this is paul hawksby and andy jacobs and this is the h&j daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show <clears throat> excuse me just clear my throat ready to do it um sorry i've been eating that hot dog yeah hello. Oh, blimey. Um, Yeah, more on that later. Um, Lee Wingate from the Sweeper podcast, which gets all these weird and wonderful tales from the world of football around the world, joined us. He had some good tales. Um, Tim Vickery uh, is back in Rio, which meant he was in the uh, heart of the storm, really, around Vinicius and the racist abuse he suffered playing in the Mm. league. Tim brought all the latest. Uh, and all the reaction from Brazil. We had a chat, didn't we? We did, yeah. We covered some ground. You got involved with some uh, some very uh, interesting uh, emails, texts and tweets. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy.
2: Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Fletch there, we were taking him to task when he said... That, well, no, uh, he was technically but he was right. right. Technically, he's right. He said uh, Brighton need a point, but they don't because... Villa They're would need to... to
1: win 16-0. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mathematically, it's yeah. the most annoying thing. Let's go. Say this
1: <laughs> who have they got the weekend? Did we say we found out who Villa have got? Didn't oh, we yeah. we what what didn't really um, decide. They have Brighton got Brighton away. Bright, Brighton home. Brighton at what? home. Yeah. So they would need to be, if, nothing, if it's 0 0 tonight,
2: Yeah.
1: It's Adrian says, let's go back to Villa Park. It's incredible. The 16 0, <laughs> <nil>, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Six, who's who's going to go do the game, I wonder? Not going to happen. No, it seems, d- does seem very unlikely. Ollie Watkins mm. have to be right on it. I would imagine for that to happen. But, look, technically Fletch is right. But, mm. uh, yeah, we look for, we'll look. have a look at the game. Stephen Grant, Brighton fans, going to join us um, a little bit later on. Look at the, look at the job that Deserby has done. Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and look at it tonight. I imagine it's going to be a really entertaining match, well, though.
2: Two very entertaining teams. Lots yeah. of good footballers on show. You know, yeah, you've just got to enjoy the football this time of the year. I mean, it wasn't, you know, my son didn't really want to go on Sunday but for Chelsea-Newcastle, but, you know... You've got some very good players. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I said, Tim, it's a chance to say goodbye to some good old friends and servants like uh, says but Acquetta and bid good riddance to others. Oh, no okay, but you're
1: going, you're not going, you're not going to okay. name those ones, okay?
2: And Todd Bowley has announced he's to step back from football operations at Chelsea. You're about twelve months too late, mate. Thanks. <laughs> well done for <laughs> a tremendous effort. <laughs> Anyway, uh, last night I couldn't find any sport I wanted to watch, but it was medals day at the Chelsea Flower Show.
1: Oh, OK. You, yes. You're counting that as sport? I do, really. so uh, they and he- put their medals on the table? <laughs> they put their medals on the garden table. <laughs> Medals on
2: the bird table. Yeah, Yeah, medals on the
1: bird table.
2: (laughs) Uh, Nikki Chapman goes around with the medals at about 7 o'clock in the morning. It's quite exciting. Uh, The people who get gold are very delighted. Nikki Chapman off of Pop Idol? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't know what she's got to do with it, but she's always her job to go around and say... She goes around with the medals? She's the Richard Masters, It's a funny sort of medal. It's like a card with a medal on it. She gives them the card and said, you've won gold. Wow. And And then they get silver. Silver guilt is the one they don't like. Why is that? It's like, like not as good, is it? No, I suppose Obviously, not. and they're sort of disappointed. They're still in the Champions
1: League places, <laughs> yeah, now, aren't they? they
2: are, yeah, but they're not happy about it. And then, uh, Monty, uh, not Panassar, what's his name? <laughs> Monty Dom. Monty I Dom. Love Monty Dom. <laughs> he he goes and looks at the Silver Gilt Gardens and analyses with the other fellow why they didn't win. It's, yeah, it's quite sporty, really. Yeah. Honestly, the gardens this year, though, Chelsea, they it's just weeds. <laughs> it's really odd. It's a, it's a sort weeds of symbol of your rust.
1: club. <laughs> Weeds and rust.
0: Chelsea's first year under Todd Bowley.
1: Honestly, they've it's... done it. They've done it. They've done it in the image of the team. It's all most. All about... It should be the Brighton Flower Show. It's all about sustainability. They
2: should be really. Mm. It's. It's a really odd thing though. That, you know, it is just. And they've got the flower pavilion, but none of the flowers in the flower pavilion are in any of the gardens, because apparently flowers are out.
1: I've never <laughs> known you so animated, Andy. Oh, no, you get like more upset bit. than you do about football. <laughs> we want to get you going on a couple of things today, one of which is from our old mate, uh, former uh, QPR Millwall midfield in Canada, of course, Mark Burcham. He sent out a, a, little, look. Sent out a little picture yesterday, <laughs> yeah, and he said, throwback to when I thought it would be great banter shaving a tash. And wearing a tie out of lost property for the Bahamas FA official photo. That's yeah. right. So he's gone for that little sort of chin goatee, the very yeah, small one. Van Dyke. One, I think with the, the, yeah, it. it's not the Virgil. not Virgil, but you know the, the Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, Witchfinder General. He's gone down that route. <laughs> He said, so he did it as a bit of a joke, but only to realise later that it was a, a, my official FIFA photo and it would follow me everywhere. <laughs> so everybody's been having a bit of ex- uh, uh, joy of it. it? Pictures mm. of Swiss Tony from, uh, from QPR fans, a nice one from his brother Lee, that had him out the front of the local KFC looking like the Colonel. So he's taken a bit of clog, but he, he put himself through it, so it's fair game. But sometimes there are photographs that haunt you. There are photographs that are taken and then they get reused and yeah, reused yeah. or maybe they've popped up on social media maybe it's ones that you're a bit embarrassed about maybe it's something at a party that you yeah, did I've got a terrible
2: one on my train pass ludicrous and also <laughs> on my passport because we lost the passports
1: we were stuck somewhere we didn't think we'd be able to get back basically we look haunted yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's often the ones that people can see publicly but or the photo do you think oh why do you keep dredging that one up mm. tell us in what circumstances uh, that happened to you this afternoon the uh, the photograph that haunts you or maybe you do it a devil maybe there's one of your partner mm. or uh, or whoever that you just like to troll out of a mate just to, just because you know it winds them up do let us know this afternoon talksport.com text 8189 Tweet, J Now, Room 101, of course, was a very popular show for many mm. years. Started on, on radio. Started um, on radio, yeah. I think. With, was it with Paul Merton or Nick Hancock? I can't Nick remember. Hancock. Frank uh, Skinner did it, did a brilliant yeah. job with it after yeah. that. Paul Merton did do it on the telly, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, he did
2: do it on the TV, yeah.
1: But now it's back on radio, you tell me. Yeah, it's on tonight on another station. Of course it is, remember. yeah. Well, it would be we'll weird if we suddenly started running it. <laughs> but you said to me today, oh, I've got a sporting Room 101. Well, I thought I the tra-
2: listeners would as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, so what, what was yours? Mikael Arteta's
2: hair. I just find it is so that put, Is that what you'd put in there? I'd save it off and put it in room 101.
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, then. Well, look, that's Andy's kicked us off. If you want to join in on those. I mean, you know, the more obscure, the more interesting, the better. Um, so do let us know if there is a, a sporting example we'd love to know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J text at 81089 or tweet to... T S H and J T S H A N D J on that and those photos that
0: haunt you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Andy mentioned earlier on that he wanted um, uh, Michael Arteta's hair in his own personal sporting room 101 as it returns tonight. Yeah. And Brighton. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, okay. You've just added them to the mix, have yeah. All third and fourth place playoff games would definitely go into my sporting room 101. Says James Incliser. He's absolutely right That's there. One. Isn't he? No one. one, no one ever wants them. No, Forest yellow away shirt uh, would go in there um, to say goodbye to our abysmal away form. But it didn't matter, Pete, in the end, did it? He got over the line with the home form. So, um, yes, them trainers with a thick white sole that all the pundits wear on TV, says Mossy the Leeds <laughs> So, yeah, you can keep those coming. Andy gave us Michael Arteta's here uh, as it's returning to radio tonight. Uh, yes, we're after your Sporting Room 101s. And, of course, those pictures that haunt you. Tell us about those. I'll make Mark Burcham, an old picture that he thought he was just throwing away for a laugh, is now his official FIFA photo as he coaches everywhere, making him look like, yeah, Vincent Price in Witchfinder General with a with a, the Van Dyke look. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawkesby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. just want to issue a get well soon, a speedy recovery okay. to Roy Roy Roy's a, a big Talk Sport listener and listens to the show a lot, often gets in touch. Hmm. Um, He's also Birmingham City's official photographer. Oh, I saw this, yeah. Yeah. And uh, much loved Mm. uh, in football circles. He he had a stroke recently and is back home and uh, making a good recovery, we understand, on the basis that Mm. listening to us is part of the recovery, because he he does listen to the station (laughs) a lot. Uh, We wish you well, Roy, yeah, and look after yourself and, uh, yeah, uh, take care.
2: Definitely. Uh, Now, this is a bit ironic. (coughs) Excuse Mm. me somebody published a list of the top 10 UK areas with the worst weather conditions. And uh, number one was Burnley. And I oh, thought, no, home
1: of? Home of Ketters. Yeah, <laughs> John Ketley, Ketley, the weatherman. The man we always turned, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the worst weather. It's like a little terrible microclimate he's got going there. It's probably I felt for it. his fault. We asked you off the back of Mark Burcham's official FIFA photo, which he now regrets, because it haunts mm. him. Uh, in one of my old school class photos, I'm making a big point of showing off a new watch I had with a ludicrous, ludicrously big leather watch strap. I look like a complete burke in it. Makes me cringe every time I look at <laughs> yeah, it. I those Paul big Forrestall, straps. Paul, yeah. Chelsea Van. Hello, Paul. Thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, uh, Andy, uh, he, he was after your, your sporting room 101s this afternoon. Um, the phrase: the Liverpools, Manchester Uniteds, and Arsenals of this world. Stop it. The so he's Richard, it's <laughs> a Brian
2: Marwood, <laughs> a Brian Mar-
1: the Brian Marwoods of this world. Yeah, yeah. That's Richard in Newcastle. Uh, Jordan Henderson, stupid feet trotting or dance before lifting a trophy. It looks stupid. In the bin, says Gaz, <laughs> um, who's a City fan. Thank you, Gaz, for that. Um, a lot of it is obviously club bias. Uh, G, the an exit that says Antonio Conte's wig, not a wig, G. No, a weave. Weave. Yeah, done for him. Like in Vancouver, we're hoping to to have was a chat. Was it that same bloke? Yeah, I think it Ooh. was. We're hoping to have a chat with the, the man himself, the surgeon who is the who is the weaver. To uh, to the stars of football, he has certain theories on it. An interesting piece in the Weaver
2: to Wearer, <laughs> yeah.
1: Interesting piece in the Telegraph the other day. Uh, where they had a common conversation. Mm. He believes it gives these guys more confidence, allows them to perform better with a, with a full head of hair. He's been doing a fair bit of work at Arsenal. He wants to get his hands on Rafa Nadal's barnet, apparently. There's only one thing wrong with that theory, hmm. Pep Guardiola. Oh, that's true. But he you know, he has decided he doesn't he doesn't care you know well, he looks he's great. quite happy with the look but for those that aren't it just maybe does yeah, yeah. give them give them that confidence um, okay uh, what have we got here another f- uh, football room 101 or sporting doesn't have to just be football would be the current obsession of classing every single player as either overrated or underrated why can't they just be rated yeah okay well yeah that's uh, that's fair enough uh, Anthony and Richarlison doing pointless stepovers and tricks to justify their price tags can go into Room 101, says John in Liverpool. I, I know this will affect TalkSport's
2: output massively, but I hate comparing stars from eras with each other. Is he a better player than this one? And I always think it's absolutely pointless. It's completely <laughs> subjective. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, all you other producers. Well, <laughs> do you want to do one of those now? No. Okay,
0: fair enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Yes, we'll bring you an early news and sport and then we will be um, hearing from Gareth Southgate and our own Faker brothers once the England squad is announced for the forthcoming Euro qualifiers and that's at two o'clock. Anything else you want to talk about today, Andy? Um, yes, I love these letters
2: that people write to the newspapers. This is one's about Eddie Howe. He said, mm. he's among nominees for the Premier League's manager of the season. He deserves praise. You think, well, he has had quite a lot of praise. Yeah, <laughs> it's no like, yes. right. as if like no one's even noticed anyhow. Yeah. Tremendous. going the other yeah.
1: thing, Lord Sugar uh, oh, yeah. has uh, said that he doesn't buy off the peg suits. Not because he, you know why.
2: <laughs> well He says he's
1: probably a funny shape. I'd imagine. Well, yeah, he says his backside is too big.
2: Yeah, I, like, I, I sympathise with a, it. It's
1: difficult. Is <laughs> that an issue you find? My legs are too short. Really? Yeah, so if I, Can buy, you buy, a, short if I buy a normal fitting, suit... It looks like a drape jacket on you, does no, it? No, the
2: suit be... The jacket oh, would be okay. all right, but they, the sleeves will be too long, so they have to be altered. And then the trousers have to be taken in, because if you just shorten them, they end up like flares, like extremely <laughs> wide. It's not a great look. So, you, oh, so okay, I do sympathise with him there. Yeah. But mm. the
1: thing is, now he's confessed that and said that every time you see Lordship, which isn't that often, mm. even until... I mean... Rarely do you see it. You rarely get a rear shot of Lord Sugar without a coat on covering his rather large posterior. <laughs> so you rarely see him in a t-shirt and jeans. No, do it's you? not. His look, it's, is not it? it's not really his look. I've seen him in cycling wear. Oh yeah. Again, did you did he look like? Yeah, like, he, he was big of bum or not? Well, I couldn't not tell like really. Wouldn't well, really. go looking, looking for I'm, it really. Not not really. You, no. I mean, not noticeably. <laughs> not uh, noticeably, I would say. I mentioned
2: earlier that the Chelsea Flower Show doesn't have any flowers in their show gardens. Right. And somebody wrote, Mick from Wrexham wrote to The Sun. Oh, Mick from Wrexham, he is. okay. So is, he he, a big, is he a regular there, is he, he, he? is, I think, yeah. He said, what's happened to the Chelsea Flower Show? <laughs> this year has featured weeds and rusty ironwork. Yeah. Which I agree with. But then he says... The only thing there of outstanding beauty
1: has been Kate, Princess of Wales. OK, there he is. He's aiming for some kind of uh, medal there. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Um, OK, we are, we did ask you because uh, Room 101 returns to radio tonight mm. and Andy gave us Mikel Arteta's hair is the, <laughs> the sporting item he would put in the Room 101. Um, this comes from uh, Bobbo in Sidcup. Uh, managers wearing jeans... Hey, I, I don't quite know what it is. Feel free to explain why it bothers you so much. The term six-pointer, no such thing, says Andy's. He's right. Andy the Warsaw <laughs> He's fan. He's yeah. spot on. When footballers say, like I said in interviews, when they haven't actually said anything.
0: Uh,
1: thank you for that. Um, saying football club after the team's name. Years of age when talking about a player, an acquisition when talking about a signing, <laughs> says uh, Andy, the Millwall fan. Oh, you like Andy? All of you like Andy Jacobs getting wound up about nothing. That's good. Um, Paul in Brighton, this is an odd one. He says mm. um, commentators using the phrase "nothing doing." I just I don't <laughs> talk about that one very often. A lot yeah. of people saying Daniel Levy. Okay, fair enough. The Hawksby and
0: Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: I've just voted for Clive Myrie in the National Television Awards. I Have felt, you
2: really? Well I felt guilty. I've given him such a
1: coating. You haven't given him it. a coating. He just reads what's put in front of him. No, he know. writes that. You think he? Oh, yeah. He writes it. I think he does. <laughs> anyway, you know how telly works andy you think that you think I he do. just sits there poor you think he's like he's his baby
2: I, I feel that he does this actually. was
1: andy's uh mastermind fixation uh, i'm sure it'll be back when the new when the new series yeah, returns. The, plumber. the hawksby and jacobs daily
0: podcast Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Um, Room 101 returns to on the radio tonight. Um, and char- um, sorry, Andy had a Room 101 from the world of sport for us earlier on, which was Michael Arteta's hair. That's going in there from his point of view. <laughs> Poor old Arteta's yeah, hair. Uh, Mike in Manchester <laughs> says uh, managers and players who say before a two legged tie, you can't win the tie in the first leg, but you can definitely lose it. <laughs> yeah. Utter wibble. He said. <laughs> it's a lovely word, Mike. Thank you very much true. Keep those coming. We've got plenty of them. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. Now, we've been chatting to Paul Watson, one half of uh, the excellent Sweeper podcast, looking at some of the weird and wonderful tales from the world of uh, football. Um, Lee Wingate, his co-host, joins mm. us today, fresh from the Liechtenstein Cup final. Good afternoon, <laughs> Lee. Good afternoon, guys. So, uh, what was it like? Is this your first visit to the Liechtenstein Cup final, or are a regular? Well,
3: I did go last year to mm. a game in Liechtenstein. It's it's a very quirky, interesting country. It's the only one in Europe that doesn't have its own league, and that means that the cup final takes on additional importance because it's the only route for any of these teams mm-hmm. to get into Europe. Mm. And uh, there are only seven teams in the country, which makes it which makes it very interesting. So uh, they don't they don't
1: clearly play mm. a lot of football. They just play each other all the time in a non league. Is that how it works, or they just play a massive cup competition?
3: Well, the cup competition works essentially so that they bring in their second and third teams, right. which. Uh, is how they organise it so that there's enough games. But what that means is that sometimes in the past teams have played against their own reserves in the cup, and that's actually what happened in the semi-finals this year. One of the teams I saw in the final, Bowser's, they beat their own reserves in the uh, semi-finals, which is always a bit of a yeah, a bit of a strange one. And they were up against Vaduz in the final, who won while I was there their 49th uh, domestic cup, which is a world record they dominate this competition like pretty much no other but it was it's a very it's a very strange atmosphere there everybody's so used to Vaduz winning that there's not really much enthusiasm for it i think every other fan is sort of resigned to the fact that they're not going to win but yeah, it was good to see anyway, so, and, and it's comfortably won 4 0. It's
2: a bit like Manchester City. The <laughs> place, <really.
3: laughs> yes. And so then you decided to have a hike across the whole of the nation, of the
1: whole of the country, yes. and take in all seven of their football stadiums. But it only takes a day in Liechtenstein,
3: is that right? Well, I thought it would take a day. I severely misjudged it. <laughs> um, so the country has basically created an app for itself where you can hike across, uh, it's called the Liechtenstein Trail. And it's 75 kilometers long and it takes you through various checkpoints through all 11 municipalities in Liechtenstein. You sort of stop stop off, see the stuff it tells you information. I decided that I would, uh, you know, create seven additional checkpoints of my own and go to all of the stadiums, which was a lot harder than I thought it would be (laughs) because there are some very, very steep inclines. It's a very hilly country. And so uh, I didn't, didn't quite make it in one day. Um, I took my girlfriend with me actually I think she was severely questioning her life choices by the end of the night <laughs> yeah, it's
2: good that you've got a girlfriend
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um so
1: Belonenses I think remember them as a top yeah, Portuguese a, side playing f- in, in the top name. division taking on mm. this annoyed one that's a nice room 101 the Portos and Sporting Lisbon's of this world that Renault one so, of the yeah. listeners um but yeah Belenenses you say they've just um, have got a world record five consecutive promotions but well, they sort of busted down to non league is that what happened
3: yeah, it was kind of like that. So there was one club previously, and as you say, it was, you know, like it was actually quite a quite a good club, one of only five teams to ever win the Portuguese League. And at the end of the 2017 to 18 season, they split into two. There was a long-running feud between the two entities. And one of these entities, which became known as BSAD, kept their first team playing staff, their league position in Portugal's top flight. And um, you may actually remember them because last I think it was last season, they only had nine players for a game against Benfica. Well, that's which, really, yeah. Uh, yeah, still went ahead and they lined up with a 4-4 formation and got like thumped 7-0. Yeah. So that's that's BSAD. And then the other entity is Bell & who started at the bottom of the pyramid in the sixth tier. And they've now been promoted a joint world record uh, five times in a row to reach the second tier. The other team, in the meantime, have been relegated to the second tier. So next season, we could see these two clubs that split apart in a very... Sort of, um yeah, unpleasant way. Go head to head again in the in the wow. Portuguese second division. Well, now, it, we're be sad for...
2: Can I just say, be said. I prefer Bobby McFerrin's team. Be happy.
1: Be happy. They're <laughs> a lot better. That's true. It's a bit like Wimbledon <laughs> and uh, MK Donzen, isn't it? When they play each other, I guess it's a bit like that.
3: Yeah, I suppose it's a, a sort of similar thing. I think uh, the split was a result of some Portuguese football administration that I don't fully understand, but they seem to really hate each other and if they do play against each other next season, I think it will probably get a little bit nasty. BSAD, the team that kept their place in the division in question, in in the second division at the time, uh, the first division, sorry, and Mm. then got relegated the second. They're almost on the verge of going down to the, Third division, so they may end up sort of passing like ships in the night and not actually play each other, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, that'll be one to keep an eye on. They're all good, these
1: stories, aren't they? yeah.
3: And now, um, we're, good,
1: we're we may follow this up tomorrow, find out a bit more about it, but mm. I think it's the second time they've done it. Uh, Ladwip Major in Wales, the naming rights to their stadium for the follow- <laughs> okay. for next season for a tenor.
3: Um, say, I think this is the second time they've done it via a raffle. Yeah, they have done it once before, and there was an absolutely brilliant name in the twenty-one to twenty-two season. So, uh, the girlfriend of one of the players won the raffle that season and named the stadium after her dog. So, for one season, it was known as the Prince Moomin Palace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! And the, that's the risk you take when you when it's a raffle for a tenner, isn't it? There's always a chance. I mean, everybody's got to give it a go. Yeah,
3: so, really um, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to so call it the Tottenham to Hot. I'm
1: going to call it the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for my tenor, because <laughs> it's actual naming rights, which of course the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium doesn't have. Mm. So uh, I think a lot of people will be giving it a try.
3: Yeah, I mean it's only a tenor, so you you might as well give it a go. This is a club that's got a bit of previous when it comes to sort of humorous. Um, Ventures. they announced their kits for next season a couple of months back. And they've got one, which is like a dinosaur strip. Mm. And the other one, I think their goalkeeper kit is fully Mr. Blobby. Wow. It's a Mr. Blobby <laughs> shirt. Brilliant. Okay, look, we, we, we'll try and catch up with them again. Is we, their
2: five-a-side team known as half-wet? Probably not. <laughs> well,
1: just, i just... We'll always... Lamp-wet minor. <laughs> the, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the youth team, of course. Right. Um, anyway, just finally, San Marino. Any of the oh, listeners yes. today fancy going to San Marino to play football for a club out there? Um, there's an open tryout. Trouble is, they are the worst team in San Marino. And San Marino are the worst team in the world, I think, officially. Aren't they calling it the rankings?
3: Yeah, although this isn't necessarily a a bad thing because last season's bottom team, Cosmos, there's no relegation in their 15-team league. Cosmos almost won the league this season. So you can go from zero to hero pretty quickly. Uh, This season's bottom club, Kailungo, have organised, as you say, these open tryouts, open to the public. I think they're on uh, in June and July. So if anyone out there harbours hopes of playing European football, you could be 12 months away from the Conference League if you successfully get into the team. Good stuff. Well, okay, just get yourselves out there and,
1: and, and give it a try. Um, so that's just the kind of flavour of the sort of stories you'll get in Lee and Paul's
3: uh, podcast, The Sweeper. Where's the new one out now, Lee? Yeah, there's a new one out. We uh, we talk about all sorts of things, the Belarusian uh, match-fixing scandal, some of the stories I've mentioned today, uh, a Faroese goalkeeper who kept a clean sheet at the age of 49. Uh, we We really try and Get around everywhere. And it's um, yeah on Spotify and all the usual platforms. It's got a sort of retro football logo with a blue background. So quite easy to spot.
1: Nice one. Good to talk to you, Lee. All the best. Thanks very much. Thank you. There we are. Co-host of the Sweeper podcast,
0: Lee Wingate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sporters Room 101 returns. Andy was interested to hear about your Sporting Room 101s this afternoon and you, you've uh, responded in your masses. Um, Gareth Bale being interviewed starting every sentence with, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I don't know <laughs> whether Figure it was yeah or it. no, says James. <laughs> he does do that. It's, it's a bit of a quirk, isn't it? But uh, I think we'll forgive a bit him like, that. Yeah, look. Because he's such a good player. He is a bit, yeah, that's right. Uh, put the no look pass in in uh, room one hundred and one. It's only done by poses, but it's pathetic and it doesn't <laughs> fall anybody. <laughs> Gaz in MK. I don't know I'm not. I'm not that averse to it. <laughs> Players taking corners and not putting the ball in the quadrant. I oh, hate yeah. this oh, I irrationally. Agree. It's very annoying. Says Pete in Hampstead. and the word literally in Football uh, Room 101, Jamie Redknapp said Michael Owen in his young days was literally a greyhound. I've <laughs> <laughs> always heard Alan Smith in commentary say he, he literally sold the defender a dummy, says Gazette. So, yeah, well, a, quite a lot of uh, things have got on your nerves uh, sports-wise, so keep those
0: coming. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Wow, well, yeah. I think the secret is don't try and force down a great big mouthful of two foot long uh, hot dog covered in Indigets. jalapenos, uh, nachos, and cheese. Uh, delicious as it is.
2: Yes. 10 I seconds before I've you never go back been on. I'm a big fan of all that stuff on
1: them. Really, you like a plain hot dog, I'm do A plain
2: hot dog with some grilled onions. That'll do me.
1: They're going to be selling them uh, in the stadium, Price yeah. to be agreed. But that, I mean, know, obviously, they'll feed it. like four, six, oh, eight God, people. Yeah, Massive. Yeah. So uh, if you are going along to the Cardinals-Cubs game at uh, the London Stadium, mm-hmm. you'll be able to buy those. And as you said, we'll be there on the 23rd, the day before the game, for the batting practice. Check to uh, some of the players, some of the fans and lots more besides.
2: Yeah, it's a great sport. I love Yeah,
1: yeah I'm looking, really looking forward to it. Anyway, um, we turned now to football and we... Uh, it, it's a shame. We've, we've had him in the studio for the last couple of weeks but he's back home now. Uh, in in Rio, it's mm. Tim Vickery, our South American correspondent. Good afternoon, Tim. Back home,
4: yeah. Like I used to say. How you doing? You right? Yeah, not too
1: bad. Yes, you, I to see you. you you're, yeah, it was lovely to see you. You're, you're prefer- preferring you. the weather where you are, I guess.
4: Yeah, although uh, it does get Noah's Ark by about half past five, so you can't have everything, can no. you?
1: No, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, remember the rain—that biblical <laughs> rain when we were in Rio for the World Cup <laughs> oh, before <no>. the England <laughs> Euro When it rains, it really... oh man, that was yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Oh yes,
4: I remember it well.
1: Yeah. You were all in blue. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, I think we're all in white, but uh, all in light blue by the end of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a thoroughly depressing story. You've you've kind of mm. walked into a. Firestorm! It's dominated uh, Brazilian uh, sport, I guess, this week what happened to Vinicius Junior Valencia. So much fallout. Yeah, I'm glad he from... got off
2: the red card though, because I made that point on Sunday. I thought yeah, it, was a it was ridiculous. It was a ludicrous decision,
1: decision. terrible refereeing. Ugh. But um, yeah, that that's been overturned. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously Brazil as a nation very upset to see one of their heroes abused like that.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is the first thing that happened to me. When I stepped off the plane and walked in the door uh, uh, Sunday night, one of my stepdaughters had it all lined up. Goes, look, look, look what's happened. Look what's happened to him now. This has been building and building and building, especially during the course of this season. But really over the last few years, I mean, there's a there's a TV show that I do twice a week now here in Brazil. We've got a correspondent in Madrid. And he's he's been pointing to this. For, for, time. So it really did. Although it was shocking, it came as no surprise whatsoever. And you could see from the, 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 the swiftness of the response from the Brazilian authorities on all the way up to president Lula, that they were kind of prepared for it as well. It, it wasn't a surprise to, 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 uh, to them. It is deeply depressing and you, you do seem to be dealing with a country or significant parts of a country in, in denial denial that there's a problem. Now just to be fair I know stories personally of black Brazilians who've gone to Spain and are very very grateful for the way that the country has has welcomed them and, the, and more opportunities Spain has given them than they would have had in, in, in Brazil because mm-hmm. Brazil certainly isn't perfect on this one but in terms of, of what happens in the football stadium you, you, you get the idea that Spain is just so far behind with this and there are massive amounts of people <laughs> Who take the view, which, unfortunately, I think is also is also present in Argentine football, that the stadium is a place where anything goes, where racial abuse is is just part of the banter of the stadium and mm. and
1: putting off
2: an yeah, opposing player. Yeah, that's what player. it's seen as putting off the opposing player, but it's it's much worse than. That. Yeah, the video that yeah, he put he out, is, Tim,
1: yes. was was horrendous. The one, the compilation of of the abuse yep. he has taken from different sets of fans from different parts of the country was was shocking
4: and it, it's a disaster this for spanish football an absolute disaster because you know in the spanish economy isn't that big where does the money come from and a lot of it comes from global tv rights and so on and, and and so for for spanish football to have its dirty laundry being waved so prominently in houses all across the world and for the 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 the, the, the fella in charge of of the, the league to go blaming vinicius yeah. Rather than, this is, it's a disaster yeah. for, for Spanish football. At least I think this is the inflection point. Yeah, This is the mm. moment where there is, denial is no longer possible. It's a little bit like, can I take you back? Jerry Dam is the specials. If you have a racist friend, now is the time for your friendship to end. It's a little bit like that, that. That's the feel I'm getting now. Which side are you on? Which side of the line are you on? And you're seeing now that this case has taken on such dimension that finally there are consequences. Finally, there will be some kind of progress. Now to heap all of this onto the shoulders of a 22-year-old man, I think is 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 mm. uh, it, it's heartbreaking. And maybe I'm not sure that the Brazilian national team are helping now because next month is FIFA dates. They still don't have a coach. Um, They're still waiting on on Ancelotti. We still don't know how that one's going to play out. So it looks like it's still going to be the under-20 coach. They're going to play two games, one in Portugal and one in Spain. And and the idea is that they're making a statement, an anti-racism statement. So essentially, they are forcing Vinicius to play what will become a high-profile friendly now, uh, I think, against African opposition, in a country where he's he he's clearly not feeling welcome. Mm. Uh, and I, I wonder if if that's the right way to to respond to this. Thankfully, Vinicius seems to have extremely broad shoulders and he deals with it so well. And that's one of the things that gets the reaction. That's one of the things that really winds up the races because he will not doff his cap no. and he he won't do it. He won't do it, and all all credit to him. But it is a lot on the shoulders of a 22 year old old man who a 20 year old young man yeah. who seemed so defenceless during this, and you would even question, I think, the support that he's that he's got from his own teammates. Um, so uh, hopefully he can come through it, but he should never should never have been in this situation because there have been so many opportunities during the course of the season for the Spanish authorities to say this behaviour is unacceptable and drawn a line in the sand. They haven't done so, and now they're in the eye of the storm.
1: The signs are, though, um, because he has been very brave and fronted up like that and, said, as you said, not prepared just to take it as, as as kind of a sea change, a watershed moment. There was a feeling amongst yes. people in Spain, football pundits in Spain, game Balaga, I read today, saying there's a long way to go, but it feels Spanish football has turned a corner this week and he has cited the many things That have gone on. Uh, And um, Graham Hunter has pointed out that although the initial reaction of the Spanish football press didn't really deal with the racist aspect of what had happened to Vinicius, Graham Mm -hmm. Hunter says today the first seven pages of uh, Marker uh, are all about racism in football. And some of the things that Marker have said we have to be anti racist, we have to fight. The biggest voices in, in Spain have shown their support for Vinny who is the victim and should be treated as such. So, you know, uh, look, it's it's a terrible strain on him, yeah. but he may just bring about a, a huge def- change. Try and
2: defend it. Oh, they did, didn't say that, well, they said something else. You think, well, they didn't. And he obviously wouldn't have reacted like that. The yet.
1: Valencia press still, as Guillaume says, yes. are, are seeing yeah. it as an attack yeah. on the club. The club, as you've said, Tim, um, feel it's unfair and they're going to appeal. They are being a touch tone deaf, really, in light of everything that's going oh, on. Ju- well,
4: just a to touch. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the closure of that part of the stadium is the least... Because this wasn't isolated Joe idiot or Carlos idiot here and there. You know, you look at the, the, the quantity of people, the number of people involved in the in racist abuse is, is, is it's, it's so, it's so, it's shocking and heartbreaking. Although, as I say, not entirely surprising. There must be consequences. And I think what you're seeing in Spain is a reaction, not only on moral and ethical grounds, but on hard commercial grounds as well, because there is no doubt about it. This damages the, you know, to put this in the most cynical commercial terms, this damages the brand value of the mm. product.
1: Absolutely. You know, mm.
4: and, and, and also in the, the next cab off the rank, perhaps, uh, Endrick, Sure. Uh, of, of, of Palmeiras. He's kind of agreed to go to Real Madrid. Young black kid. What's he thinking now? Mm. What, are the, what are the next generation of talent thinking? You know, am I going to go there? I've got other options. Maybe I'm not going to go there. Bad, bad news for Spanish football. So as well as moral and ethical reasons, you've got solid commercial grounds to get your house in order.
1: And just finally on this, we've had Pelé's daughter, Kelly Cristina Nascimento, talking about it uh, as well, Tim. I don't know if you saw that.
4: Yes, yes, and she she was very much the kind of the, the the spokesperson for for the family. But we we've had all sorts of things going on here. We have had um, the the Christ the Redeemer statue that I can yeah. just about see if I lean a little bit to my left. That, <laughs> that was blacked out in solidarity with him. Protests in São Paulo outside the the, the 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 Spanish the Spanish embassy. So it's uh, it, it's really riled people up, which obviously, as I say, this has a this has an effect on the next generation of players suddenly Real Madrid doesn't look quite as attractive if, if if you're a young black kid looking to make your way in the world
0: the Hawksby and Jacobs
1: daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show we go again tomorrow myself and Charlie Baker Um, Andy you'll be popping up in the birthday spread won't you yes
2: yes the writers have been struggling this week well it's
1: the writers strike isn't it it is yeah so you've been having to do it yourself your, your <laughs> you'll, ten you'll writers didn't turn up <laughs> so uh, do hope you can join us uh, from one if not the podcast as always will be available at four thanks for listening you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
0: hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport need new glasses or want a fresh new style warby parker has you covered glasses start at just 95 bucks including anti-reflective scratch resistant prescription lenses that block 100 percent of uv rays every frames designed in-house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape and with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.